Hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome to I Have I a have Strange a Story strange podcast. Story podcast. So this is the podcast where two sisters retell people's paranormal and strange experiences. I'm Lindsay. Yeah, things that happen to oh, you. Oh, shit. Oh, sorry. I'm Lindsay. I'm... <laughs> I'm Rebecca. Yeah. <laughs> and what were you saying? And I was just being stupid and saying dumb things. Oh, That's okay. It. Bye. Okay. That's it. Bye. Um, sorry. So we are... Gathered here today to listen to episode 40? Yeah. Is that right? Lordy. Jesus. You know. Yeah, it's 40. It'll mm-hmm. be, um, we'll have been doing this for a year. And like, what, five months? Or less? In November? In November? Yeah. Okay, so we're still a ways out. So fuck that conversation. Let's move on to something else. <laughs> <laughs> I first thought so I was I like, it's like a month away. And then I was like, oh shit. Yeah, it's four months. Yeah, it's like half a year away, so. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dumb. But we're going to get there. Yeah, I guess so. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and um, that. Let's see. Do you have any announcements? Yeah, I've got kind of a, a list of things to talk oh, about. Oh, man. <clears throat> <clears throat> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I just wanted to report the bad news first. Um, so the Austin meetup, um, the podcast meetup has been canceled, Aww. unfortunately. I hope nobody bought tickets. I didn't buy tickets yet. I didn't either. I, um, I would assume they would give you your money back. They must, right? I would think so. Yeah. So the event is canceled, um, but it sounds like they're going to do another one in September, but this time it's going to be in San Antonio. Okay. So um, if anybody wants to make a trip down in San, to San Antonio, um, I will definitely be there again. Uh, I'd plan to do it. San Antonio. Yeah. Yeah. I'll but I'll probably be go because it's it in September. It's not that far. I mean, if I'm going to be coming to Austin and staying at your house, you should probably come with me. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> we could ride together. We could ride together or we could take separate cars. I don't know. <laughs> Um, so, so that's the sad news. Another sad news is um, I might be getting sick. Oh. I don't know. It might be a cold. It might be allergies. It might be that I'm really tired because I'm not sleeping. Mm. Uh, but I'm showing up for you guys. That's really sweet. Yeah. And um, so guess what I've been doing all day to help my voice? La, 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 la. Me, me, Yeah, I've me, been singing me. all day long. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. And also, um, I'm drinking wine. Oh. I'm dedicated to this show. Yeah, that helps, like, loosen everything up. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, um, it loosens everything up and, and makes you feel way better the next morning. And you talk a little bit clearer. Totally. You said it makes you feel better the next morning. Yeah, one, yeah, like way better than being healthy. There's nothing better than being hungover and having a cold. Girl, I was hungover as fuck yesterday, but I don't have a cold. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky. Oh, God, getting old is awful. <laughs> Therefore, I'm not drinking for tonight's episode. You jerk. Yep, sorry. I hate you. Not today, I my friend. I got wine for this event. Aww. Not today, Satan. Yeah. Yeah. 
so that's that's um that's me just being a jerk and a pity party i might be sick um i wanted to uh just talk a little bit about um something that i posted on facebook so um, recently I posted a post <laughs> about how to get rid of a ghost in your house and I got a couple of responses. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is helpful information for, um, the previous story that you read. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For the, um, yeah. which by the way, from, for last week's episode, um, yeah. he very much appreciated some of the advice that okay. we gave. Yeah. Okay, cool. I've got some more for him. Oh, good. I'll let him know. I'll message him whenever we're done. Okay, cool. So, um, so my friends Cindy and Kendra, um, they kind of went the OG way. You know, they're like, burn some sweet grass or some herbs, um, ask it to leave, um, and then hire, um, a religious professional. Mm Mm-hmm. If that doesn't help. Um, but then we got some other cool um, suggestions on here. So Andrea, um, her suggestion was just to burn the fucking house down. Yeah. And that'll do. Yeah, that'll work. And that will also get rid of your spiders. Um, <laughs> Margaret says, divorce him and, and kick his pacey ass to the curb because you weren't paying any of the bills anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I bet she was married to a pirate ghost. <laughs> <laughs> i think that may have been a dig at somebody maybe yeah um and then <laughs> and then charlie um this was this was a, a very um creative uh thing to do he suggested leave reruns on of the ghost whisperer mm-hmm. and maybe the ghost would be like well i guess passing over isn't so bad <laughs> that's a cute idea <laughs> yeah i like that so so thanks for all these suggestions, you guys. Thank you. Yes. And I also want to thank anybody who responded to that meme about Lindsay um, being the manager and saying manager. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. I can't believe, like, I, I just appreciate that so much. And I know that, that Lindsay does, too. We started something there. Yeah, manager. <laughs> I, we can't even take credit for that either. No. <laughs> That's not us. It's not. <laughs> it is now, bitch. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so that's all I've got for announcements. Do you have anything you would like to bring up? Um, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Oh, did you want to talk okay. anything about Area 51 and what's happening? <laughs> I actually just <laughs> I actually just watched um it was like a YouTube clip about uh the guy who suggested it mm-hmm. like who who said let's do area f- you know storm area 51 he said he meant it as a joke. Oh shit. <laughs> and now everybody's like totally behind it and wants to do it and there's a bunch of crazy people and yeah. um yeah, so I mean if you do it <laughs> let me know how it goes. <laughs> Lindsay, if you could storm Area 51 and you could take one thing, what would you take? Um, number one, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> okay, let's pretend. <laughs> I can't even do that, Rebecca, because oh, I hate groupthink. And then when you get that type of like mob mentality, you never know what's going to fucking happen. They're sure. probably going to do bad things to stuff that they find. And I don't want any part of it because well, the thing- I'm too little to help. I would like try to break it up and I couldn't. And then I'd probably cry. Mm. 
Yeah. So I mean, you get your foot stepped on, you'd be like, no. guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, if I found like an arrowhead, I'd be like, cool. <laughs> oh, and so you'd be taking from indigenous people, but. I all I said is that I would be like, cool. I didn't say I would take it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You got me there. <laughs> um, okay. So that was a very boring answer. You would, but thank you for your honesty. It is a professional answer. And I know that you yeah, would strap is. a Bigfoot to your back and carry him on out of there. Oh, Lindsay. Lindsay. What? Sweet Lindsay. What? Do you know? Do you know what's in Area 51? Well, yeah. Aliens. But we also talked about it being a possible portal for all this other shit in a previous episode. So that's why I said that. We talked about Area 51. No, it was actually another area. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember. I think you mean Skinwalker Ranch. I do mean Skinwalker Ranch. You're right. Yeah. Well, you know, you you win something with them. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah, I probably wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't be involved in that either. It's illegal. I'm a very much a rule follower. Oh, okay. I don't really care about yeah. laws, rules, rules. <laughs> That's what I just about said. <laughs> rules. Okay. Um. All right. Well, I guess we'll start with my story. The storytelling. Yeah. Um. This is okay. going to be a little different because usually, um, I paraphrase but not today my friends this one I'm reading because I don't think that I can like change this because it's so thorough and there's so many details and it flows really easily so I'm just gonna go ahead and read it the way that it is sweet okay cool so um the title of this it's from reddit but of course Uh, The person who authored the story has told me that I can read it, Um, but it's called my mother left her body and took me with her. So I found this under near death experiences, but I would actually categorize it as something else, but it makes sense why he put it here. Um, So when he was 18, his mother went to the hospital to have a major surgery after he was born. She had quite a few complications in her reproductive system. um, And it was because of how brutal his birth was. She carried him for about 10 months before doctors finally induced labor. Like what the fuck dude? dude. I hope it wasn't in Texas during the summer. Oh, I would kill a bitch. And then she was in labor for 36 hours, but she didn't dilate beyond four centimeters. So you have to be at 10 centimeters to have a baby. So being in labor for 36 hours, like, just bless her heart. I feel bad for her. And I mean that in a good way. When we say bless her heart, we mean that in a nice way. Um, There's very few times that we use that in a derogatory way. Yeah, because we weren't taught to use it that way, so we don't know any better. Um, (laughs) So both of their hearts dropped dangerously low several times, and they had to do a C-section to save both of them. Um, Due to this... In a similar experience with the younger sister, she had quite a few complications and a lot of surgeries throughout his lifetime. Um, She would also get cysts on her ovaries that sometimes would be the size of grapefruits, um, and those would have to be removed. And after several operations spaced out about a year or so apart, the doctors finally agreed to perform a full hysterectomy on her. And let me just say, like, that is such bullshit. Because doctors will not perform hysterectomies on women 
because they, they say that we're too young to make that decision. Like they make the call for us and our bodies. And that is just fucking nuts. I think that what needs to be stressed about that is that it's not a matter, it should not be a matter of whether or not you want to have a child. It shouldn't be like, I'm 22, I don't want to have a kid, hysterectorize me. Yeah. Um, It should be like, no, you actually need those hormones. It shouldn't be about having kids. Well, but that could be a radical hysterectomy because they could leave the ovaries. Yeah, but your uterus still makes um, oh, hormones, hormones that you shit. need. Yeah. All right. Well, I get it. Um, so, but that's, but I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. It's just kind of crazy. But, I mean, the, but yeah. you're right. The excuse that they always use is, well, what if you want to have kids? And you're like, well, if I could don't. But yeah, that's, a, that's the dumbest excuse ever. It's weird. Especially after something like this. Well, especially after what she's going through. Anyway, sorry. Exactly. Um, Tangent. Yeah. So the surgery was a success at first. Um, it was a very invasive procedure for her. It took a lot, a lot out of her. Um, she was supposed to be in the hospital for up to two weeks to recover before being released to go home. She was very weak and she was in quite a bit of pain following the operation. Um, she even had a morphine drip and it still wasn't working that well for her. So at one point he was in her room with her um, And he knew something was off. She had like a yellowish color to her skin and she was barely lucid. So he called the attending nurse to the room and the nurse just explained that that was normal and just to give it time. But he said that he had seen her through several surgeries over the years and it just didn't make sense to him. It didn't seem right. So within an hour of coming out of recovery, she was very lucid and complaining about the feeling of muscle spasms in her abdomen we repeatedly asked her to, to have the doctor come see her, um, but they were put off to no avail. And then things took a turn for the worse. She started to have many seizure type reactions and violently shaking. Her skin is described to look like the Simpsons color yellow. Um, all she could do was squeeze his hand and cry. She started slipping in and out of consciousness. He kept waking her up thinking if she went under too long, she may never come back. At this point, he refused to leave her side, and he sent a family friend to the nurse's station to begin to raise hell to find a doctor. Every time she came into consciousness, he would tell her to stay with him and let her know that they were getting help. She said that the pain was unbearable and that she was trying to go to a calm place to deal with it. She was trying to astral project so she didn't have to go through whatever her body was going through. He held both of her hands, and he told her that he was the anchor to the world for her. If she was going to try to leave, she had to take him with her. It wasn't happening. And he said, not only did she take that seriously, but she called my bluff. Just like that, I had this intense sensation of being ripped out of my body and shot through the ceiling at a thousand plus miles an hour. It was like I was strapped to a supersonic rocket with no physical form. I went into full panic and everything went white. Suddenly, I was looking at the sky and flying through the air with a flock of blackbirds. We were weaving in and out of these very old buildings above what felt like a small tight alleyway. I looked down and I saw cobblestone streets. I looked up and I saw a beautiful blue sky with giant white fluffy clouds. There were clothing lines strung between the buildings with laundry out to dry hanging from the lines. We progressed through the alley and out to the busy street. There was a marketplace that was packed full of people going about their lives, a small cafe with people sitting at tables having meals. I could even make out little cups of coffee and see smiling faces on people. 
Just like that, we turned upward and started flying directly up into the sky. We went higher and higher into and through the clouds. We went above the clouds and outspaced the birds. We were moving at incredible speeds. I could see the horizon and the curvature of the earth. The sky was getting brighter and brighter and eventually became this overwhelming brightness. It was impossible to comprehend. I was in complete awe of the entire experience. Then it hit me. This wasn't right. It didn't feel right. I was supposed to be in the hospital with my mother. She was in pain and something was wrong. I began to pull back with my consciousness, willing myself and my mother back to where we were before. I pulled with every ounce of energy I had and just focused on that hospital room. With a jolt and a sensation of falling, my body snapped straight. I opened my eyes to find my mother staring directly into mine. She was calm, still very much in pain, but eerily relaxed. She said, that was intense, wasn't it, my shadow? She used to call me her shadow when I was very little. I asked her what happened. She told me that we were flying through a city with the birds. We both began to recount the experience. After completing each other's sentences, both of us were just floored knowing the details so perfectly. Just at the height of my astonishment, doctors came in and wheeled her out of the room. They took her directly back to surgery. It turned out during her surgery, the doctors had slightly nicked her bladder. Her bladder was spasming, and she was going into toxic shock from her urine leaking from her bloodstream. She went right back under the the knife to have it repaired. My mother did eventually make a full recovery. Every now and then we talk about the experience we had together. We both still remember it in vivid detail. I'm not entirely sure what took place. Uh, My mom is 100% convinced that she left her body consciously attempting to escape the pain of her spasms. She believes because I so stubbornly latched onto her and refused to let her go that she took me with her. We astral projected together and flew with the birds through a random city and street and attempted to fly directly into space. If I hadn't started pulling us back, who knows what would have happened. Having a near-death experience when I was about 10 from drowning was nowhere near what this experience was, but just as jarring and life-altering. I honestly don't think I would have fully believed it myself if it wasn't for, uh, for us on multiple occasions being able to fill in the details of the mutual experience. So that's the story. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What an amazing experience to have with your mom. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Oops. So I don't, um, I didn't do a lot of research on astral projection. I don't know how much you know. Do you know very much about it? Um, I've, I've read a little bit about it. It's something that's, that's interesting. Um, so it's something that anybody can do. It takes, um, it takes a lot of relaxation and meditation and time from what I, from what I understand, just from what I, what I've heard. Um, some of the things that you experience whenever you astral project are similar to, um, sleep paralysis. Mm -hmm. And, uh, often people feel like a buzzing feeling. And I think that that jars people. That people are like, fuck, this is wrong. I don't want to do this. And then they wake up. Um, but from what I understand is that you just go with that feeling. And then and then you're able to astral project. Um, and I think that you have to like, 
like imagine yourself out of your body, like looking over yourself. I don't know. I've just read a little bit here and there, but I, you know. Yeah. Um, it's like usually an out of body experience mm-hmm. and it's you leaving your body. Kind of like how she explained going to a calmer place. A lot of people yeah. fly. Uh huh. A lot of people go into space. Yeah. But I also read that a lot of people just can't do it. It's really hard to find stories of astral projection. It's hard to find people's experiences. You're right. Yeah. Because it's, um, I think that it is a very difficult thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that it takes, it takes a lot of practice and a lot of mind control and a lot of meditation. And I think that a lot of people don't want to take the time to get there. Yeah. I will say that sometimes I have a theory that whenever you're sleeping and you're having a mm-hmm. dream, sometimes I think you're astral projecting into somebody else's dream. Weird. Yeah. Or they're coming into really? yours. Yes. But I think it's only no. because I really want that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I want that to be the case. You know, sometimes whenever you would have, you have like really intense dreams that you really think happened. I think yeah. there's astral projection. You know what? I've had um, a couple of experiences where I can remember two where I was um, lying in my bed and I, I had a vision of floating through space Mm -hmm. and it, I was just by myself and I was out there and like, I wasn't scared or anything. I was just going. And I remember getting a call from my boyfriend and I took the phone call and like, I was consciously talking to him, but still in outer space. And I remember saying, where are you? And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm at home. I'm on the phone. And that kind of jarred me like back into, but I had a full on conversation with him, with me floating around in space. That's crazy. Yeah. It's really weird. I love it. Yeah. And then another time I had, um, uh, a very vivid dream about being in another on like another planet. Uh And, uh, it was probably a dream because, well, I don't know. I guess you can do whatever the fuck you want whenever you astral project, but like I was jumping on buildings. So were you yelling parkour? (laughs) (laughs) No, (laughs) but people were trying to, trying to get me. Shut the fuck up. Like they were chasing me like down below. They were trying to get me fucking ninja. I know. <laughs> that was probably just a dream. <laughs> Aladdin. Oh, Aladdin. Yeah, because Aladdin Stealing jumps bread. on buildings. <laughs> yeah. What's that song? How does it go? Street rat. Street rat. Something. Nope. Where'd you get that? That's what I started to sing. I don't remember how that fucking song goes, man. Yeah, I was Aladdin. I had a monkey and I was stealing a piece of bread <laughs> and apples real hungry <laughs> bread and apples <laughs> anyways thank you for letting me read your story um it's very and that's the first astral projection that we've read yeah that's yeah cool. fucking 40 stories in we finally found one we finally found one Yay. and like that brought a little tear to my eye that's a very special story it's a sweet story mm-hmm. to share with your mom or to share with anybody like like how nobody can be like, I've done this before and they believe you. And then the other person's like, yeah, cause I was there. I know. Right. That's so cool. I know. Yes. Yeah. I like it. 
I like it too. <laughs> okay, I have a story. Are you ready to hear yes. it? No? Yes. So, my story. Uh, this is a story about a woman who lives in a very strange neighborhood in a very strange town, and it's known for its odd sightings. She said, in this town, she has seen melon heads, strange lights, ghosts, and an unnamed winged cryptid with leathery wings. Oh, no! It's like that, what is that movie? Mothman? No! Mothman Prophecies? The other one. Or Jeepers Creepers! Oh, I haven't seen that movie. Actually, the first one's pretty good. All right, sorry, yeah, go cool. on with your story. <laughs> nah, it's cool, girl. Um, she says there's a lot of occultists there, too. Um, but she says, I have no judgment. I was a witch in, in high school. Okay. Weren't we all witches Yeah, in I was. School? I was a witch. Yeah, totes. Um, she says, the weirdest part of this town, though, is the giant pack of coyotes. Oh, no. She says... These are not normal coyotes. These are huge, muscular, yet mangy beasts. Um, they track and follow hikers. Oh. And your pets can either get mauled or killed by these guys. And they often will wound or harass livestock at night. And she says, like clockwork at midnight, they start to bark and scream and yip and howl. And the rumors are... These are not just coyotes. Oh, no, my friend. They have strange behavior, and they also just kind of give off this eerie feeling whenever you see them. Um, sh- her native friend says they remind him of his childhood stories of Wendigos or Skinwalkers. Yeah, I knew that's what you were going to say. Yes. Um So she says that she doesn't go outside to invest these things. She stays inside. Um, She she said the pack usually stays kind of at a farm and a ranch. And her four cats do not go outside. And she avoids them, Mm -hmm. which is a smart thing to do. She says that she's never had really a problem with them. Until one night she did. So just kind of a backstory. She lives in this old house. Um, it used to be a hunting lodge, and it was built in the 1800s. And she says her parents bought it from um, the last remaining uh, two descendants of the original owners. And they promptly died after the sale. Oh. She says they were fairly young, probably in their mid-30s. Uh, one of the men had a random heart failure. Um, the other man uh, committed suicide. Oh, my. So that's a little backstory on the house. It does have a history. Um, So she said that one night um, she was getting ready to go to bed. You know, truth be told, she smoked a little weed. (laughs) She's getting relaxed. She says it's not enough to, you know, get you too high, but it was just enough to relax. I get it because I smoke pot. Shut up. I don't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to relate and be cool, and I'm not. I'm sorry. Um, You're cool in every other ways, girl. Oh, thank you. Oh my God, girl. So, um, so she was getting ready for to go to bed, and um, she started to hear a lone coyote. 
she says she heard it barking and howling and yipping, and it sounded like it was uh, right across the street. And then suddenly um, it stopped, and there was silence for about 10 minutes. So she got up, she closed the windows, she locked them, she shut the blinds, and uh, she was like, okay, ready for bed, I'm done with this shit. Um, And she got onto her comforter. Because this startled her. So she's hanging out in bed. And she's, she's a little bit worried about this. Um, it's still silent, but then she starts hearing a whistling. It's a whistle. It, like a bad attempt at a bird call. Oh, no. Yeah. And suddenly she remembered the warning that her friend had given her about skinwalkers. She said, what do I do? If I run, I'm going to risk making a noise and they're going to find me. And so she's just frozen. She's just hanging on, you know, underneath her comforter like an adult. Yeah, of course. Like you do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Girl, you did the right thing. She's hanging out under her comforter and she's just frozen in fear. And she's like, well, I guess I'm just going to have to stay still. So... Soon after, she starts hearing a scuttling on her roof near her bedroom window, which is right above her head, by the way. Um, She can hear a ragged breathing, and it's quite enough to sound like the wind. And then her ears start ringing, and they start ringing loud. She says they ring so loud that it hurts, and it's like something's getting closer to her. Like, the ringing is so loud, it's like something's coming closer to her and bringing the loud ringing to her ears. And she became even more terrified. And she starts hearing scraping on the windows. And she says it's like somebody placed their hand on the window and was dragging their hand across. Mm -hmm. With their long fingernails dragging across the window. So she's just staying under the covers and she's like, maybe if I don't move, maybe they'll leave me alone. And that's what's keeping her sane. She's like, eventually they'll go away. If I don't move, if they don't know I'm here, they'll just leave. So that's what happened. So eventually the ringing just abruptly stopped and the howling and the barking resumed um, like normal. And then the next day at dusk, she decided she's going to sage the shit out of her house. So she takes some sage. She sages the inside. She sages the outside of the house. And then she puts salt um, at every entry point. And she says nothing has happened since then. And she feels safe again. But she's thankful that she's never looked out that window because she was afraid of what she was going to see. And they were going to see her and they were going to kill her. Yeah. But so saging won't help with skinwalkers. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad nothing else has happened. Me too. But that won't help. And I don't, I've, no, we read that salt helps. Mm -hmm. Salt and then white ash. Yeah, that's right. White ash ash around her house. Yeah. So girl, try white ash. I don't think she's living there anymore. Yeah. Um, I think she's, she's moved out. I don't know if she's moved out of that town, but one thing, you know, is that she knows the story of skinwalkers now. Yeah. So, in my opinion, just having that knowledge, knowledge is power, uh, they're going to know that you know, that they know. That we know. That they're skinwalkers. <laughs> and we know, and they're going to come after us now. 
that's the other thing is that you're not supposed to think about skinwalkers either. So while they're well, outside your house yeah. doing that, don't think about them being skinwalkers because they're going to know that you know, that they because know the that we know thing, that I know that she knows. The first thing that <laughs> she's going to think of is skinwalkers. No, you got to fucking clear your mind. Just like in Ghostbusters. Oh, yes. Think of the state Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Yeah. Whenever you hear a coyote, think of Marshmallow Man. Yes. He was pretty harmless. And then you'll be safe. Yeah, and then you'll be safe. Um, so you're welcome. We're done here. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Case solved and closed. Solved. Um, so I've done a little research. We've talked a lot about skinwalkers because I feel like that's one of your favorite subjects. Yes. Am I wrong? No. So I got this at NavajoLegends.org. Okay. So you know it's legit. Yes. Um, and just some interesting facts that I've learned is that um, it is believed that skinwalkers wear the skins of the animals they transform into. Mm. Um, and so it's considered taboo to wear the pelt of any animals of um, in the Navajo tribe. In fact, a tribe, I'm so sorry. In fact, um, they only wear two hides and it's either sheepskin or buckskin and they only do it for ceremonial purposes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then skinwalkers, um, kind of their MO is that they will bang on windows uh, or bang on walls and, and knock on windows. That's fucking creepy, dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is creepy. And then the, uh, the Navajo nation firmly believes that skinwalkers, uh, that there are skinwalkers and, um, they refuse to discuss them publicly for fear of retribution and they think that they walk among their people during the day and they transform at night. Well, yeah. You're not supposed to talk about them. That makes sense. Exactly. So that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Did you want to know what a melon head is? A what? A melon head. I just thought you were talking about chihuahuas with boggle heads. <laughs> <laughs> What's a melon head? That's what <laughs> <laughs> so they see chihuahuas they see ghosts they see lights they say aliens no so a melon head is um a small humanoid creature with a bulbous head oh it's like a chihuahua that's a person it's totally like a chihuahua yeah. but it's a person Aww. yeah yeah so this so just kind of a detour because i really thought that you were going to ask about a melon head i don't think i heard it Okay, you weren't paying attention. I don't think I, I was listening to you. Clearly. Um, so these are interesting. There's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of kind of folklore or background on them. And they all have a similar story. Um, so they're, we hear about them being children with hydrocephalus, which means that you have water on the brain. Yeah. Um, and they were, uh, either in an insane asylum or they were, um, experimented on, they were children that were experimented on that caused them to have this giant head and, uh, and they broke loose somehow. And they're now when they're in the woods, terrorizing people. Oh yeah. It's kind of sad. That is sad because they yeah. probably like. Just makes me think of the Nazis and all the experiments that they did on people who had disabilities. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, their whole motto. <laughs> <laughs> is 
so <laughs> capture people and do terrible things to yeah, them. Yeah, if they're not white with blue eyes, you know. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. So, um you know what I heard recently? What's that? Is that um so and I'm sure that you know this and probably a lot of people know this, but that um kind so German scientists during World War II, they were so far advanced than what we what we knew at the time Mm -hmm. that instead of taking them in as prisoners of war they uh offered for them to come to the united states to work for the government oh i believe that yeah and they kind of held them up in um alabama i think Ew. Oh, look, it's a chi-chi. Oh, yeah, he wanted to join, clearly. Yeah, he's got, he's, it's a melon head. He's got a dum-dum thing or two to say. <laughs> he's like, I hate this show. <laughs> Y'all need to talk about chihuahuas. Actually, me. <laughs> <laughs> he he likes to stop and just... So he's he Lindsay's holding him right now, just kind of underneath his armpit. But eventually, he's going to take a look at his penis. <laughs> He's going to wrangle it in. <laughs> he's, he's just going to make sure that it's still there. I mean, this little one mm-hmm. has a big <laughs> penis for his it's size. Pretty big. It is. Yeah, it's pretty big. It's it's very macho. Yeah. Way to go. You could hear it in his bark. <laughs> <laughs> little dog with a giant penis. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna yeah. stop right there. Oh, okay. Um, oh shit! What were we talking about before my dog interrupted? Uh, melon heads. Oh uh, yeah. And, oh, we were talking about Nazis oh, actually. Geez. Nazi scientists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that. That's interesting that they put them in Alabama. I mean, that's where a lot of the um, the space uh, program stuff was. Uh-huh. Was in uh, the southern states, so either Arkansas or Alabama. I can't remember. They have a space program there, hmm. and so that's who would have guessed why they put them. Who would have known? Yeah. Who would have guessed? Who would have known? Except I think that's where uh, what's his name was from. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the guy who was in Apollo Eleven. Yeah, Jesus. I don't know who. What's his name? What? Oh, first man. The first man. Oh, Did he... um, Armstrong. Neil Armstrong. Gee, I was gonna. Oh my God. I'm so glad you said that because I was about to say Lance Armstrong and I know <laughs> that was wrong. That was way wrong. It's Neil. What if it's not it's Neil? It's Neil. Okay. It is Neil. You're right. Okay. It's Neil Armstrong. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. And now like Texas is the hub for all that space shit. Is it? Yeah. Because NASA's in Houston. Oh yeah. You're right. Houston. We have a problem. There's a mm. chihuahua looking my foot right now, and I hate it. Ew. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> you know what? I'm just saying that about Neil Armstrong. Don't quote me on that, yeah. you guys, because I'm probably wrong. Um, well, there's there's a debate whether or not he really was the first person to step foot. Oh, yeah. On the moon. Because they, yeah, they enhanced that photo of <laughs> his reflection. Uh-huh. Or who took that? Who was it? Was it Neil Armstrong? Or was it Buzz Lightyear? Which I know that's not his name either. Is Buzz? <laughs> Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I'm so glad you said that. Uh, I mean, Toy Story 4 is coming out. <laughs> or it came out. So. <laughs> Buzz Lightyear. Get out of here. Buzz Lightyear and Woody were the first toys on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's really fucking cute, man. 
Yeah, I know. I'm adorable. Well, slurring my words. I'm real drunk. Oh right my now. gosh, you're so lucky. I know. Look at all this wine I've had. Yesterday, I announced that I was never drinking again. And then my friend was like, do you want to go drinking sometime? And I was like, you know, once we're over this, he was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) How many times in in our lives have we said, I will never drink again? I can't I've never said that. Oh, really? I've never said that. I've said it a few times. Yeah. I've almost like, I mean, there's twice that it was really bad. (laughs) Yeah. One was Christmas Eve. Oh, man. I didn't have to yeah. go to the emergency room. I've had to go to the emergency room twice in my life. No, once. I went once. And then one mm-hmm. time I should have gone, but I didn't. Instead, I j- told dad I was dying. Oh. And he said that I had a hung- hangover and to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> nice parenting. <laughs> <laughs> but I probably should have gone uh, to the emergency room that one time. Oh, no. Yep. I didn't have to go yeah. this time. It wasn't that bad. Well, that's good. Yeah. But it was uncomfortable. Anyways, Mm -hmm. enough about my drinking. (laughs) Well, I guess that's it. Shit. That's it, shit, girl. We ain't got nothing else. Ain't got nothing else. Well, thanks to everyone for their stories. And um, if you would like us to read your story, you can send those on over to I have a strange story podcast at gmail.com. And we'll be happy to read those stories for you. Don't you know? Don't you know? Yeah. Wow. Um, and uh, subscribe, rate, and review us um, on any of your platforms and um, take a picture of that review. Send it to our email and your physical address and we will mail you some physical stickers. Um, if you feel like sending it, li- anything uh, to Lindsay, that's weird. Um, you know, <gasps> hair, a new chihuahua. No, I do not need any more <laughs> chihuahuas. Uh, anything that you think that, uh, or if you have a story that you would just rather mail to us, um, send it to P.O. Box 2292, Georgetown, Texas. That is G-E-O-R-G-E-T-O-W-N 78627. Ta-da! And scene. I guess until next time. <laughs> Bye! Bye.